guys, Maestro here, bringing you episode 165 of Maestro on the Mic. Doing it Thursday shorty style. In today's episode, we are talking about how to sift through all the bullshit. But first, DJ, gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. One. Hey guys, Maestro here, and thank you for tuning in for yet another episode of Maestro on the Mic. So today's topic came directly from a DM that I received. You guys know I live on Instagram. I love it. I love talking to you guys on there. So if you have questions, you can totally email them to me, but also slide in the DMs. I love when you repost the fact that you are you know, listening to the podcast. And I thank you guys. I know that a bunch of you have uh, unsubscribed and then resubscribed so that the picture updated. And thank you. That's like, makes me so happy. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, whatever, definitely DM me and I will answer you. And they just might become an entire podcast episode. So the question that I received was about how I sift through all the bullshit that's out there. And this question came in response to a post that I did where I was doing a seated good morning. And, you know, the the video, I get it looks crazy, if you will, if you're like, you know, kind of having that old school approach to things. And I'm not judging you if that's you. But I know I'm sitting on a bench with a barbell on my back and sitting, you know, leaning forward as far as I can go. And I knew that the the video would get some responses. That's why I put it up there because I wanted to have that discussion. But uh, a very nice woman reached out and was just like, how do you sift through the bullshit? Like she, she was like, I feel like what you're doing probably goes against what you were taught maybe in school or your formal education. She's like, I know it goes against mine. And... I want to learn more. Like, how do you sift through it? I thought this was a really good question. So I can't say with full certainty that it goes against what I was taught. I, I don't, maybe I don't remember some of the stuff I was taught in PT school, but for the most part in PT school, I was just taught how to be safe. And I, I don't remember getting any lessons that were like, never do this. Don't ever do that. Or maybe I blocked them out. I don't really remember, but I don't want to say that it goes right now, like against the grain of, of what I was taught. And I had to like, unlearn so much stuff but my answer and I've said this to you guys before is to do stuff on your own to try things out for yourself one of the reasons I get so heated about or when people are like where's the evidence where's the evidence where's the evidence is because to me that says that they are putting their patients outcomes in someone else's hands Right? They're just being like, what does somebody else say? What were the results that somebody else got? And that's what I'm going to base my stuff off of. And I'm fine if you're using it as a starting point, right? I, I said it before, research is like a recipe, which means it's a starting point. It's not that it shouldn't be followed to the T and like you, you know, you can't ever deviate from it. I talked about uh, that 
awesome clip. And I'll, I'll link in the show notes the awesome clip from uh, Jacques Pepin. He's a, a French chef, and he talks about how following a recipe exactly is a recipe for disaster. That a recipe just simply is a starting point, and that if you want to reproduce or recreate that outcome, you have to have the exact same circumstances. Like everything has to be the exact same. Which, when we're treating patients, we know that it's never even with the same person, it's never the same. You know, from day to day, minute to minute. So, when people are like, "Where's the evidence?" and I'm just like, "Dude, do your own freaking work. Right? Go and and work with some people." And you know that episode I did with Beth you know, explain to the person that this is a bit of an experiment, that this is information that we're getting. We're going to go with this trajectory and we have this, you know, ideal outcome that we want, but each week we're going to reevaluate and pivot as needed. I respect that far, far more than someone who's like, where is it? What is it? What have other people done? Like, fuck, man, I don't really care. Like, it's cool, but I also need to figure that shit out for myself. And you guys know I'm basically obsessed with Ben Patrick and Knees Over Toes because it's helped me so, so much. And I love what he what he does and the fact that he is experimenting. So he's taking all of this information from other people, right? So he didn't like make these all these things up himself, from make these things up himself. One of his mentors was Charles Charles Poliquin. And he says it all the time. But what he's done is he's taken these ideas and then he experiments with them and experiments on himself. Like he has been doing this, working on this for himself, on himself, with himself for years. And, you know, as it relates to studies, if you kind of try to bring it back there, a study where the N of one, you are the the one, right, in that N of one study will be the most powerful study that you ever read, experience, think of, listen to, follow, whatever, right? No matter what evidence is being thrown your way, if something else happened to you, you were like, no, I don't believe that because this is what happened to me. This is my reality. I did this thing and then this happened. I don't care how many studies you show me. I don't care how many people say whatever. This happened to me. I experienced it firsthand. And of one, strongest when that one is you. Which is why I encourage all of you to go and experiment, right? People will, will reach out to me and they'll ask, like, what book should I read to learn about movement? Or what should I, you know, I you know, go and study to learn about movement. And my answer is always the same. Go and move. CrossFit has hands down introduced me to more concepts within movement and, and ex, you know, exposed me to more things and taught me more things and forced me to learn and investigate more things than anything else. Because I was like, how come they can do that, but I can't do that? How come this doesn't look the way I think it's looking? I watched a video and I'm like, oh, that was a Pinterest fail right there. You know, how come that person is so much better? Or like, what are these two different body types? How come that person looks like that and that person looks like that when they do it? How come I feel this and the coach is saying I'm supposed to feel it a different way? All of these things, you go and investigate. So as it relates to, quote unquote, sifting through the bullshit, I think it starts with believing in yourself and having the courage to go and experiment and go and learn stuff. When we just take things at face value, you never, you can't sift through the bullshit. You're just accepting what could potentially be bullshit. Whereas, you know, you have to start somewhere. So pick something and ideally, this is based off of some common sense, right? Take a step back, 
ideally rooted in some sort of common sense, and then experiment, and then question it. So even if you are not rooted in common sense and you just blindly accept something, which I don't really recommend that you do, but let's say that you just do because you need a starting point. All right, cool. Then go and use this with people. Use it on yourself and see, am I getting the best results? Or does this person still have all this knee pain? You know, the, the example I'm thinking of is like knees over toes stuff. Like if we've been doing the same shit forever and the person's not getting better, then we should probably be like, well, maybe I need to try something else. You know, a lot of the stuff that that Ben talks about, and it, again, it's from Charles Poliquin, but a lot of the stuff in there is like, yes, because it's like, all right, start with the normal, the quote unquote normal stuff, the, the, the standard stuff. And if that isn't getting you the results that you want, do something else. One of the best gifts that we could ever receive as providers is the gift of injury. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Like nobody wants to be injured. But when you have to go through that yourself, my God, the things that you learn, right? The empathy, the the feeling of like, I will do anything to not have this pain or the hopelessness or, you know, the, the feeling like your body's giving up on you or your body's betraying you. All these things that you can start to understand your patients better. And then you can start to be like, oh, maybe I do need to try something different because I've been doing this same stuff for my knees for years and they are still terrible. Time to try something else. Or maybe you've had back pain for forever and you've been doing the core exercises and you've been doing the stretches and you've been doing the foam rolling or whatever that people have been saying to do and you're still not better. And I'm not saying that those things are not good to do and those things will not help you get better because maybe it's perfect for you. But what we need to do is go and experiment. And when you experiment, you're also going to find out and realize that you know something works for everyone which is why we shouldn't, you know, bastardize a single approach. That's really the problem. So like if we look at something like knees over toes, like perhaps in the beginning, maybe we need to not let your knees go over your toes or whatever because like pushing into that causes you too much discomfort. So we have to do something else that allows you to load certain things but within a smaller range. But if I was to be like, never letting your knees go over your toes is stupid. Again, that's wrong, right? We're going too far to to either side, right? Never letting your knees go over your toes or always letting your knees go over your toes. Either way, it's too much, right? We, we need to have that moderation to start off with because it allows us to see all the options. And then we experiment. And then when we get those successes, we start to see, yeah, this does work. And this is what I'm going to sink my teeth into. And it doesn't matter if that's movement or if that's business or whatever. My advice for a starting point, because I realized I kind of gave you like a nebulous starting point there like just pick something but my advice for a starting point is start with someone that resonates with you right start with someone that whose stuff you believe and again ask yourself why do you believe that do you believe it because they have a lot of followers do you believe it because they look like you do you believe it because they're getting really good good my goodness they're getting really good results with their patients and clients that's the biggest one that I want to see I want to see testimonials. That's one of the things that, again, I'm talking about Ben, that that I love is that he has like four highlights that are all just basically testimonials that people have given on Instagram. And each of those highlights, you're allowed 100 stories. So he's like 400 stories that are just people being like, 
look at me doing this exercise. Hey, I'm feeling better. I'm jumping. I'm dunking. My knees don't hurt. That's the stuff I want. I've said it before. My rep, excuse me, your results are my reputation. And that's, you know, relates to any coach. That person's reputation is based off of the results that they are getting. That's why, again, people are like, what do the studies say? I don't fucking care. I want to know what kind of outcomes are you getting? All right, then we'll talk about the approach that you're using. But to just lead with, you know, what are the studies saying? And Because those are somebody else's results. You know, and it's a compilation of, I want to know this specific person that I'm talking to. So, you know, I work the, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but I get so heated about this. I work the booth for rock tape at some of these events and I'll have students come up and before they even ask my name, they'll just be like, uh, what's the evidence for this? And I'm like, hello, how are you? First off, the first question that I would love for people to ask after, I guess the second question, the first question would be, you know, hi, how are you? Maybe second question is, what's your name? So the, the following question would be, has this helped people? Right? Has this helped people? So when you're looking for starting points, that's what I want you guys to be looking for. Has this helped people? And then figure out how it's helped those people. Right? You got to use a little bit of common sense and piece things together. And then you got to go and do it. Right? You have to go and do the thing. If we're, you know... We can't be afraid to change. I think that's what I'm trying to say. We can't be afraid to change. Because I, I think about myself using tools. And when I first started using tools, this is before I worked for Rock Tape, I was basing it on other stuff that I had read. And I was super aggressive, right? I thought that you were we were breaking up scar tissue. And, you know, that's how you help someone. And then I was started thinking. And I was like, hmm, maybe there's a better way. Because I don't love the responses that my patients are having yeah they may be getting better but like is there a better way this this kind of sucks and so I did more digging and more researching and then I tried other stuff I remember the first patient that I did more of a neuro approach when using a tool for uh and he had a uh, he was a post-op Achilles tendon repair and I had basically like broken my thumbs treating him before like just like you know how those Achilles repairs like they're so thick and I was like oh my gosh I did, you know, what we call feathering now at Rock Tape for about five minutes. And my dude jumped up off the table afterwards and was like, yo, I feel amazing. And I was like, this fucking guy, I'm over here breaking my thumbs. I'm breaking my back. I basically need like workers comp now. And I did this little light ass treatment for five minutes and he feels so much better. You know, at the end, that's a, a happy ending. But that comes from that experimenting and discussing that with your patients and saying, this is what we're going to try. This is why we're going to try it. We're both going to be using our brains here. We're going to be experimenting here. Use whatever verbiage you want that makes the patient feel safe. And then going from there. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up because it is a Thursday shorty and we are hitting that 15 minute mark. The question asked was, how do I sift through all the bullshit information that's out there? My advice Try things out for yourself. Start with information or methodologies from people who you respect, who you trust, and you have to use your common sense and be like, why do I trust this person? Ideally, because of the results that they've been getting and the what they're explaining, the way they're explaining it makes sense to you, right? It resonates with you. You've got to ask some questions. I'm going to flip it and put it back on you. If, you got to, if you're trying to sift through the bullshit, you have to actually sift through the bullshit, right? You have to do it. Okay. 
officially wrapping it up this time. I'm not going to ask for anything. You guys have been awesome. It's been a great week. I hope you had a phenomenal time at home or maybe you didn't go home for the holiday and even better then because it was probably really quiet wherever you were. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to me. And for that, as always, endlessly grateful. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.